Welcome to The Sound, KQAL-FM's weekly behind-the-scenes look at Midwestern-made music. From writing and recording to distribution and promotion, The Sound is your source for new releases and exclusive interviews from Midwestern artists. Support for The Sound is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Rolling. People of Earth, citizens of the KQAL listening area, prepare for a transmission from Minneapolis recording artist Future Babble. According to the biographic text found on the band's internet communication site, Future Babble is an emerging global civilization founded on the principles of free thought and expression, rejecting the cultural operating systems of the past. If the medium is the message, the message is clear. The illusion is real. Other sources, such as The Joy of Violent Movement, say this. A weird yet accessible bop centered around off-kilter, skittering beats, twinkling keys, wavy bursts of guitar, and a driving groove paired with MCs spitting philosophy. I hope they don't spit on me. Or there's this little nicety from Extra Music Magazine. This group from Minneapolis has what it takes to realize a musical idea made of beautiful sounds and fascinating alt-rock. I say, open your ears, fellow citizens, along with your mind and hearts. Dots are about to be connected. The future is coming, and the past is never done. Behold, Future Babble with their debut full-length album of sound delights titled War Child 2.0. Tonight, on The Sound.
That was Triptych, and that's by Future Babble. Uh, before that, we heard the first track on their newest album called Trance Fiction, and I have Future Babble on the phone with me tonight. Um, how you doing, Future Babble? I'm doing very well, Bill. Good, good. Uh, you guys are from, or you are from Minneapolis. Um, we were talking a little bit before I turned the mics on here. Um, um, I am just kind of blown away that this is that you do the, all this yourself, you know. Um, I, I, like I said, I was saving some stuff for the interview when we turned the mics on, but I just need to tell you, like, uh, our music director here, this is a student run station, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's yeah. myself and two other folks who are like the, um, I guess you might say the adults in the room, you know, if you, <laughs> if you can call us that, but, uh, uh, the music director came to me and, you know, it was a combination of your marketing and he listened to the album and he's like, dude, 
we have to get these guys, you know? And I, I took a listen to it and I was like, holy cow. Like I, I, yeah. So I have a whole bunch of questions for you. Um, I'm super excited. I hope you're excited for this too. I think our, our listeners are going to love you. So, well, um, I'm super excited and I'm just appreciative that people listen to it, you know? Right. It's a, it's a busy world out there and it's, it's hard to get into new music. So anyone that makes, that can give it a second to listen to is, is just makes my day, you know? Right, right. And exactly. And it's like you said, it's a busy world out there. It's crowded too. There is a lot of stuff online, the way things are, um, you know, the barriers to releasing things have been kind of lowered and lowered over the years to where everyone can do it, which is fantastic. Um, but you also have, uh, your creativity spills out beyond the music. You know, um, what we received in the mail was a CD, but in addition to that, a newspaper. And that caught our eye and that made us like go, Oh, I, I dig this. Cause we dug the newspaper. So, you know, then he threw it on and then he ran into my office and was like, dude, you got to come listen to this, you know? Um, <laughs> excuse me. But, uh, that really caught our eye. So, so I'm assuming you do all of that as well, like the marketing and stuff? Yeah, I did all the uh, design work. I did the newspaper. Um, I love I love trying to combine the visual with the audible, you know? Mm-hmm, right. Um, and I think Future Babble is sort of this project that um, likes to sort of poke at the idea of media and communication. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I thought, why not? Why not put out a newspaper? It seems appropriate for a compact disc, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, and and it totally is. You know, I mean, you know, and we always kind of look look people up and look at their website and stuff like that, and look for press on them. And and I absolutely love your website as well. You know, it says uh, that Future Babble is an emerging global civilization. You know, uh, founded on free thought and expression. And I just, you know, and it goes on with all kinds of cool creative stuff. And I just absolutely love that kind of stuff. Um, like I said, myself and two other folks here, like the kind of the adults in the room, you know, at this student run station. And so we're old enough to remember um, vinyl, you know, being more than just a collector thing. And uh, and we're, all the packaging that came along with it. And that was oh, the God, fun part. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so we were super excited when we got that stuff from you. Um, oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. I, you know, I, I would have sent you a record, but they cost more than CDs. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Maybe, so stay tuned. Right. Maybe in the future. Right. Um, so how did, uh, I, I want to get through all the tunes here, but I also like, how did you, uh, put this together? What was the impetus of this? Yeah, that's a good question. That's, you know, it's almost one of those things I'm still trying to figure out. Um, you know, a lot of times I feel more, I'm sure a lot of musicians feel this way, but you know, you feel like more of a conduit than the actual, uh, creator. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it feels odd to take credit for something when you feel like you just went through the mechanics of laying it out. Um, I don't know if you've read uh, the Iliad or, sorry, the Odyssey of Homer. No, Um, I'm vaguely familiar, but. Yeah, it makes a great paperweight on my desk. But, um, (laughs) you know, there's always this, like, call to the muse, right? Ah, And, like who is that muse and where does that come from? Where does that creativity come from? And I just don't, I don't have an answer to that. It's just um, one of those things that you want to transition from the metaphysical world into this physical world. Mm -hmm. And I guess like music or newspapers happens to be the medium right now. Right. Um, 
but yeah, it was a, it was a long process. I, I worked on that record for five to ten years, which is why I'm completely sick of it and tired of hearing about oh, it. Wow. No offense. <laughs> yeah. Well, I noticed. So is that okay? That's interesting because uh, uh, when I was looking you up online, you know, and I, I went to Spotify. I'm a Spotify user, so I mm-hmm. I went there and I went to Bandcamp, and I noticed that you have two releases before this you know it's like one song in 21 and then in mm-hmm. april of 22 three more tracks and now this this full length so so were you working on the whole thing all at once and then just kind of released little bits at a time or yeah sort of i've you know i've been working on music for uh most of my life in various projects mm-hmm. and uh there was a period where i was living in um like whittier in minneapolis okay. and I just got into this process where I was going to, I came in every day from a walk and I would uh, write down one idea and record one idea, nothing, nothing finished, just like rough sketches. Um, And I compiled this huge, massive, you know, I don't know how many there were, there was at least a thousand. And then I, now I'm finally getting to a point where I'm, you know, um, going back through these and saying, okay, what, what is a value here? What do I want to share with people? Right. Um, and so now I'm starting to sort of spoon feed it out. I did Dada death jam was sort of the first, uh, experiment. And then I did our EP, uh, the future's just ahead. Um, and now war child. And then I got about four albums to go after this <laughs> oh wow so you have a whole bunch more material that you're working on still yeah it's it's cool. um and it's mostly written and recorded it's just a matter of uh getting it paced out now and sort of like honing in on the details right oh fantastic fantastic um well i got a like i said i have a ton of questions for you um but let's get back to some music we'll play some more tunes for folks and then we'll come back and talk more um um i'm speaking with future babble tonight um they just released their full-length debut, War Child 2.0, and um, uh, they are available on all streaming platforms, so go check it out, download it, purchase it from Bandcamp. Uh, we're going to play a couple tunes from you here. This next one is called, is it Two Tongues? Is that how you say this? Two Tongues, you okay. got it. Cool. So this is Two Tongues from Future Babble. You're listening to it right here on The Sound on 89.5 KQL. We'll be back with more Future, ba- future Babble right after this.
कॉन्वेंशन सब महर्षि That was Everyday People by Future Babble, and before that, we heard two tongues, and uh, I have Future Babble on the phone with me tonight. Uh, so, so we were just talking a little bit there while the tune was playing that um, uh, short tracks, you know, there's some tracks on this record that are a little short, shorter than the norm these days, and um, and you mentioned the Beatles, you know, and I, I love it, short tracks. There's no, I think a song should be how long it should be, you know, we exactly. shouldn't play to some sort of standard out there you know so um, exactly and it, it seems to go in like phases too or you know the genre will will try and inform how long a song should be but i right. i agree it's the song needs to be the length it needs to be um i listen to a lot of beatles and i listen to a lot of punk music okay right and you know there's so many great hardcore punk bands out there too that they'll just spit out two minute songs and mm-hmm. you know you, you buy an album that's got 20 tracks on it yeah, yeah, exactly. It's economical, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of like other people you listen to and where you draw your ins- inspiration from and stuff, uh, uh, like who else do you listen to? Like what might be in your player right now, or what did you listen to this morning, or something like that? You know. Um. Oh my God, I love that question. Except, uh, <laughs> what have I been listening to? You know, I'm a. I didn't listen to him today, but I'm a big fan of Animal Collective. Okay. Sure. Um, I think I take a lot of inspiration from a guy like Beck, who's gonna, you know, kind of cross these lines of, is he singing? Is he rapping? Is he doing spoken word? But he's got some beats in here. He plays guitar. He's got some samples. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm also really into jazz, you know, which I don't know how much of an influence that is for me musically, but there's something very artistic about um, weird jazz music. and. Um, I am not one to fully understand the nuances of music theory. Um, it's very, it's a very complicated thing. I, I sort of taught myself everything, so I had to come up with my own system. Okay. Um, but I can, I can listen to something, and regardless of its genre or time period, I try and listen to it like I've never heard it before, 
I try not to label it with, you know, some genre. Oh, this song's from the eighties. It's like, uh, who gives right. a shit, you know? Right. Right. Um, well, and that's the fun thing. Like, you know, um, if, if, I don't know if, are you familiar with a band called the faint? They're out of Omaha, Nebraska. Um, yeah, they're on uh, Saddle Creek. Saddle Creek, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a few tracks by them. Okay, cool, yeah. Um, I uh, Your stuff reminded me of them a little bit, you know, and I'm a huge fan of theirs. Um, and sometimes I play this game when I'm, when I'm uh, researching an artist I'm going to talk to. I'll go to Spotify and click on the band's radio. Like, see what the algorithms spit out oh, yeah. and say are similar. Yep. And sometimes it's spot on, and sometimes it's like, oh, really? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, right. Um, but I noticed the faint was on there, which I dig. And um, Chemical Brothers came up, Gorillas, oh, yeah. you know, things you would yeah, that make sense, you know? So, but well, uh, I have to go back and listen to the faint now because it, it's been so long. Right. I, am, I am a fanboy of uh, Bright Eyes, and I always thought. Uh, yeah, Connor was such a he's such a not was is such a well crafted, um, you know, song like songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, um, I'm actually going to see him at First Ave here in uh, May. Oh, cool! Fun. Yeah, they're back out on tour. Awesome, awesome. And they're they're on Saddle Creek as well, too, right? Or is that his label even? Or perhaps? you know, I think he's got some connection to it. I'm not sure yeah. if he's like an owner or what. But right, yeah. Cool, cool. It's always fun to dig into scenes and see, you know, well, what else is in that town if they're from there and they're from there and, you know. Yeah, well, and too, you know, yeah, I think too, like, you know, we're in the Midwest mm-hmm. and uh, or North or whatever you want to call it. And sometimes, um, you know, if you're not on the left or right coast, you kind of get, uh, you know, maybe pigeonholed in an mm-hmm. area. But I think there's an opportunity there to, um, especially in smaller towns, you can kind of create your own uh energy right uh, you can create your own scene and i they did that in omaha with saddle creek but i think even in smaller towns like the town i grew up in um was a small town and there were these bands they would tour from new york to seattle well they got to get gas somewhere in you know the midwest and so they'd stop and play these shows and it was just right. like you know that was our that was our musical internet, yeah. you know, in some respect. Right. Exactly. Exactly. How do you feel, uh, in Minneapolis there? Um, is there, do you feel like a part of a scene there? Is there growing, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is there, uh, uh, more folks with this kind of sound and, and things happening like that area? Do you feel part of a, a group and a scene or are you kind of a lone gun? How, how's that go up there for you? I feel like, I feel like when you move to a place like this, mm-hmm. you you hope to be a part of a scene or you hope to find a scene. And I don't think you can even recognize the scene until it's gone. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like if I lived in the 80s, would I have hung out with Prince? Well, of course, I would have wanted to. Right. Right. <laughs> but I never would have been able to find him. Um, so, you know, and then it becomes one of these things when you start making your own thing. It's like well, no one's around. I'm just sitting in my studio by myself um, going for a walk in the neighborhood. Uh Um, So I don't know. I think that I, I love Minneapolis and there's, you know, there's so much great creativity going on here. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes it's hard to feel connected too. Right. Yeah. And and I think that goes for any place, you know, uh, large or small, you know, Um, and especially I think artists, you know, like, I mean, I talk to a lot of them and I think, uh, 
uh, we all go through phases and sometimes you're deep in your work and that's really all there is at that point, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I, there's, there's a lot to get through here. Um, let's play some more tracks for people and then we'll come back. Um, I am talking to future Babel tonight. Uh, their latest album war child 2.0 is now available. And, uh, this next track we're going to play is called super position. And, uh, you're listening to it on the sound right here on 89.5 KQAL.
a few uncommon miscellaneous subjects. Number one, attachments that have passed away. Number two, strangers who are falling in love. Number three, existence with the insistence of war. And number four, quantum entanglement. That was Slow Decay, Overplayed, um, and that is from Future Babble. That's from their latest album, War Child 2.0. And before that, we heard Superposition, and I have Future Babble on the phone with me tonight. Um, Yeah? Yo. Oh, yo. Okay. (laughs) I didn't hear what you said. Uh, That last track, actually, Slow Decay, is the one that reminded me of the faint the most, you know, and I think it might have something to do with, like, the cadence of the vocal or something, but... uh, um, and in fact, I was listening to your album over and over last night and just kind of, you know, it's kind of what I do to prepare, you know, is getting yeah. embedded in my head the day before. And then this morning I woke up and craved the faint, right? So I listened to one of their records and what I noticed, and I'm hearing this in your album as well, like, is your use of sound and rhythm uh, kind of as illustration. Like, I think a lot of times today, and in, in especially in mainstream music, the, the emotional power of sound gets lost where I guess what I'm trying to describe is like, like a rhythm can create an emotion and support like themes, you know, as well as like a guitar sound or a synth sound can support mm-hmm. like the theme that, you know, a lot of people latch onto words. So, but I think these sounds support the themes and make it even that more emotional, you know? I don't know if that's making sense or if I'm just babbling, but uh, that that's what I heard in your stuff, you know? Um, no, is that intentional that, or? That, that totally makes sense to me. I'm trying to draw, I always try and draw that connection between, again, the visual and the audible. And mm-hmm. I think with this project, um, you know, there's, there's this balance of electronica and rock, right? right. Electronica, yep. um, electronic rock. Um, you know, the electronics are still grounded in like these traditional foundational elements of rock. Cause at the end of the day, this is a rock and roll album, right. but the tree of rock and roll is huge and it has many branches and uh-huh, twigs. Right. Um, <clears throat> but it's still got the, you know, it's got the guitars in there, but then you add this little icing on the cake of each song, these little, um, you know, electronic elements. I, uh, my dad got the record and you know i kind of jokingly said to my my folks like i hope you don't like this record because if you do maybe i'm on the wrong track (laughs) (laughs) now i'm teasing they're they're actually i owe a lot to them for my my musical knowledge growing up because they listen to really good music but um you know my dad's really into the now that he's older he's really into the blues okay he said he said i just i need more blues and i i i said Dad, this is a blues record. It's an existential blues record. There you go. What do you think of that? <laughs> he's he's still uh, processing that, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> right to give him a little time. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, uh, let's see. I was going to ask you also about um, like inspiration for these themes and stuff. Um, how, how do you put stuff together? Do you come up with like a, I, I know you, you talked a little bit about it and touched on, you know, going for a walk and coming back and, and recording stuff. Uh, does it start with like a lyric or a hook or is it just melody or rhythm? Like how, how do you get started on something? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, uh, it, I got to approach it from different angles. Sometimes it'll just be a, you know, an, a, a sketch 
when I say sketch, you know, like a, like a little demo or something of a beat mm-hmm. or a guitar riff. Um, I, or sometimes just a lyrical line. And then how does that repeat? How could that fit into a chorus or a hook? Right. <clears throat> I'm, I, I appreciate that you played superposition. Um, and I've, I've been seeing uh, on the stats online that people have been playing that. And it's just a little interlude to, you know, sort of split side uh-huh. A from side B. Right. Um, but that was an example where I just, I had this little um, guitar composition um, that I was playing on my acoustic. But when you hear those numbers counting down on that track, um, that was when I was out. I think you can faintly hear it say Hennepin Lindale. I was crossing over kind of oh. by the walker. And it was, the, it was the sound of the crosswalk. So a lot of times when I'm out and about, I'll just do, you know, basically field recordings on my um, iPhone. And oh, then I'll cool. integrate those field recordings um, into the music. Nice, nice. So um, some of the stuff you hear on that record, like um, I was uh, backpacking in India for a while. And, you know, you walk down a street and you hear completely different sounds than you had ever heard, you know, uh, stateside or whatever. So, right, you know, right. just snatching that and then sampling it and seeing how it fits with, you know, electronic music is interesting. Oh, that's very cool. I love that, doing the field recording and incorporating that in. That is fantastic. Um, was that kind of the inspiration for some of that when you, you, you were talking about the crosswalk? Was there, like, that affect, like, the rhythm of the track or the how, you know? Yeah, definitely like the, the rhythm. But, you know, it, we're living in this crazy world where we're just, you know, constantly exposed to information on, you know, social media and news and, mm-hmm. you know, our, our environments and even in nature. And it's really trying to encompass that feeling of, like, everybody's going down this path like everyone's in the battle of their life right and as you're walking down this path or you know if you want to get into Taoism, right the Tao is the path or the way mm-hmm. and as you're going through this you're just hit with this gauntlet of senses right like sight sound smell and it's trying to create sort of like the record's trying to create a journey for someone where they can listen from start to finish and go through these like feelings and emotions of what it means to you know, exist momentarily in this crazy world. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I definitely get that feeling from this stuff, you know. Um, it not only tickles my ears, but it, I th- it makes me think, you know. And yeah. I'm not sure if that's, you know, like the words you're saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not a big lyric guy. Like, lyrics are always come to me after, like, the 10th listen, you know. But, mm-hmm. uh, but something affected me in it that I was like, ooh, you know. I don't know if you got subliminal messages in the stuff or what, but I, I really <laughs> dug it, man, right off the bat. Um, yeah, no, nothing subliminal. <laughs> but let's, let's, uh, let's play another track for folks. Um, this next one, man, this is the one that our music director here, he came into my office. He's like, dude, you got to hear this band, <laughs> you know. Um, this next track we're going to play is Garden Party. Uh, I'm here talking to uh, Future Babble tonight. Uh, their latest album is War Child 2.0, available everywhere you can stream. And uh, this track is called Garden Party, and you're listening to it on the sound on 89.5 KQAL. <laughs>
That was Garden Party, and that is a track from War Child 2.0. That's the latest album from Future Babel, and I have Future Babel on the phone with me tonight. Um, so, you know, we're talking a little bit about where you get inspiration from. Uh, you mentioned some of the, you know, field recording that you do and incorporate into the tracks. Um, as far as, like, recording, how do you decide, you know, and you'd mentioned that, you know, writing some stuff on acoustic. How do you decide, decide what kind of instrumentation to use, you know, like... Uh, um, is it just, do you gravitate towards certain instruments or do you, you know, write something on one instrument and then change it to another because of a sound you want? Like how's how's that process go down for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was just the result of, of years of honing in on what was around me and what I did. Mm -hmm. I did, I've played in bands before and, um, played in groups with, you know, uh, um, a drummer and that's always a great joy, but you know, a lot of times when I'm, I'm trying to get focused in, um, I, you know, switch over to electronic beats cause it allows me to like work out my patterns. And that, I think that's sort of evolved to just kind of stay with the song as opposed to trying to later replace the rhythms with a drummer, which I don't know, maybe now down the road, I kind of want to replace them again and bring a drummer back and see what happens. Right. Um, and the guitar thing is just like, I was sitting in my buddy's basement when I was 16 and I had this epiphany, like I'm going to play guitar and I got a 
really crappy job as a telemarketer <laughs> can steal <laughs> coffee out of a styrofoam cup right and saved up that money to go buy that really crappy stratocaster because that's what Jimi hendrix had yeah you know and then it's like well am i a guitar player or do i just play guitar because i played guitar my entire life and it's like i'm not a keyboard player I'm not a piano player. I wish I was a piano player, mm -hmm. but um, guitar has been my thing. So I, I, I don't put as much synth in. I mean, I like to put synth in, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not natural to me. Whereas like the guitar is more of um, like a paintbrush, you know, right. I can be more expressive on it. Whereas a piano is a little intimidating to me. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, like the guitar is a good tool, like a shovel, and the and the 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 synth might be like a backhoe that I don't know how to operate yet, right, or something like yeah. that. You know, yeah, yeah. But I could push it through the soil if I had to. Exactly. You know, I'll make something neat with it, regardless, right? You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of which, like when you record, so so let's. I don't know if we were talking about that before we turn the mics on or not, but um. So you've recorded most of this or all of it yourself, uh, with the exception of some drums, you said. Uh, do you have anyone else that helps you just lay down tracks or helps you produce or anything like that, or is it just you? Um, yeah, I want to definitely not neglect sending love to my buddy who uh, played a few percussion elements on the record and mm -hmm. and more so just for his like contribution to my life as a friend and um, for inspiring me so much with music. But cool. Um, on top of that, yeah, it is primarily a one-man show. I do um, work with Matt Patrick at the library uh, studio here in Minneapolis, and he does my mastering for me. Okay. Um, always nice to have a second set of ears after that mix goes out. Um, and Matt is just, you know, he's one of those good people doing good things. And so shout out to him and his studio, the library. Cool, cool. The library. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, the library is located in the bottling house of uh, the old grain belt. Um, oh yeah, brewery. yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, I know yeah, where that great is. Space. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and so, okay, that that's perfect. That leads me into this next thing. Uh, do you ever? So when you're laying stuff down, do you have it all mapped out in your head? I heard you say that you you know you demo things along the way and do sketches, or do they like evolve even more when you start laying them down? You know, like how much is the recording process part of your writing and creation process? Yeah, good question. It's um, I try to find it's sort of like in Buddhism where you have the middle path, or in um, Maybe a better example would be uh, if you know Wabi Sabi from Japanese from uh, Japanese philosophy, where you you try and find beauty in the imperfections of things. Ah. So you know, like I got a I got a beautiful teacup, but there's a big old crack in it. Right. You know? So like I can try and approach my song with a with a formula, but if I only follow the formula, it's going to be contrived. And so what I need to do is almost have you know, more of a playful sense where I can sort of break it and cut it apart. It's like ah. if I was doing collage art, right, and I'm cutting stuff out and moving it around, I'm still using the same clippings, but I'm, I'm going to move them around and I'm going to glue them here and stick them there and cut them up here. Right. Um, so I, I try and like walk that middle path where, okay, I'm going to have 50% of it planned and 50% of it is going to be abstract play. Right, right. Yeah, leave it open and, to that play, right? 
Yeah, and let me just say too, I just um, on that note, I also want to give a shout out to because uh, I know he'll be listening, Rick Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> that is, he's fu- yeah, go yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, he's got that new book. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's called yes. The Creative Act. Yeah, yes. and I just started reading it. I'm like nineteen percent through, uh-huh. and I'm just like blown away by his ability to describe something that's essentially indescribable. I know. Um, And if I ever, uh, you know, chat with any budding musician, I would say, get that book and read it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have not read it yet, but I've been obsessed watching interviews of him talking Mm. about it. lately. Yeah. 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 Super cool. That's funny. You mentioned that. That's, that's been, I've, I watch YouTube pretty much exclusively and uh, I've been kind of obsessed lately with Rick Rubin. So (laughs) yeah, that guy is, yeah, he's just, he's he's had a life and it's, you know, and anyone out there listening to this conversation, like um, it's not just about art either. I mean, it, the, the insights he has will help you through anything in life really, you know? Yes. It's, it's just fantastic. Just really cool. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that because that book really works on three levels. There's the musician level, mm-hmm. there's the general creative level, right. and then there's just the human level. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, man, I am digging this conversation, dude. I've, I love it, love it, absolutely love it. Um, and I love this record, Uh Future Babble, that's who I'm talking to here. Uh, we're going to play another track, and then we'll come back and talk some more. Um I'm talking to Future Babble tonight. Uh, their new album is called uh, War Child 2.0. Um, full-length debut. There's other stuff out there as well, other releases. Um, go to any streaming platform. Go to Bandcamp and purchase it. Um, I want to talk to you about that a little later, too. We'll, we'll talk to that about that when you come back. The uh, price is $7.77. Um, <laughs> I think you're always thinking, man. <laughs> you know, Numerology, man. We'll get into it. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so more future babble and some numerology when we come back. Uh, this next track is called uh, War is a Fad. And you will die with it. This is from Future Babble, and you're listening to it on the sound right here on 89.5 KQAL.
That was War is a Fad, and You Will Die With It, and that is a track from Future Babble from their latest album, War Child 2.0, and I have Future Babble on the phone with me tonight. So yeah, uh, it's available on, on streaming platforms, and um, uh, Bandcamp, you can purchase it for $7.77, so uh, I'm assuming that's intentional, right? Well, seven is a good number. Right, right, right. <laughs> I also, you know, I want to give a little discount. You got to give a discount on Bandcamp because you get greater, you know, proceeds or whatever versus like iTunes. Oh, they take a big cut. So, sure. You know, whatever. Like I'm passing the savings on to you. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I kind of I have a thing with numerology, and and as much as I respect seven, seven isn't quite my number. I I just want to say for anyone listening i'm in the twos okay so i constantly see the two two twos mm-hmm. um i know other people who see ones and i've heard of people seeing threes and fours and i find it, it it's just it's it's a it's a strange world the world is you know this this system of clocks and gears and numbers and yeah. code and matrix and physics and right. um i don't know i I think that if you want to be in tune with the world, you gotta you gotta look for those signs out there. Right, right, and there, and you know, glad you said that. Science, like that's there is stuff everywhere around us. Everywhere, you know? we're all connected to this thing, and things are going down, man. And if you pay attention, you mm-hmm. can tell. You can see, you know, the path is lit in one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know. And, so, uh, and those things will help guide you along the way. Definitely, sure. definitely, definitely. Uh, seven is actually a big number for me, so that's uh, that caught my eye. <laughs> oh, good. Know? Yeah, that yeah. was that was Prince's yeah. number too. I think. Oh, yeah. cool. And it also, you know, it, it reminded me of um, uh, the Pixies a little bit too. You know, oh, uh, the Pixies. Oh gosh, I can't remember the, the title of the track, but we were just talking about um, uh, "Man Is Five. You know, uh, God is seven, the devil's six. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember the title of the track. But, yeah, it, it made me think of a whole bunch of different things. So pretty cool. Uh, will there be physical? Is there physical copies available from Bandcamp as well or just uh, digital? You know, not on Bandcamp. I think the CDs are in, in low supply. But, you know, okay. the goal down the road would be to press some vinyl. But, nice. dang, by the time I get around to that, I'm uh, – I got new stuff coming out. I'm recording a new EP right now, and I can't wait to share it with you. Excellent. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Um, how about, uh, speaking of which, um, live shows. Will you? I heard you mention that you might, you might go back to live drums, something like that. Is there any plans to take this uh, to the stage? Yes, absolutely. I can't wait, but I'm still working towards the moment where it's just, you know, ripe and ready. Mm-hmm. I. I played a um, I played a little warm up gig in a backyard in New Jersey uh, recently, nice. and it was it was a fun experience. It was uh, it was it was a challenge for me because you know first show of a new project is a challenge. But yeah, that is the goal: is to um, not just like play the songs, but to um, put a show together that's uh, maybe a little different than mm-hmm. what you might be used to seeing. Oh, cool. Cool. More, more candy and Easter eggs, huh? 
Yeah, or, you know, just like loud noises that drive everyone out of something. <laughs> well, call it what you will, right? You know, just yeah, right? fun stuff, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, noise is noise. Exactly, exactly. Um, so beyond that, what else is next? You said you, you've got a new release coming. Is that coming real soon? Do you have a date or anything? Or? Well, uh, yeah, I got, a, I got an EP coming out. Um, it was going to come out this fall, but... Uh, you know, for the first time in music history, I'm ahead of schedule. And, um, nice. yeah, it's a three song EP. It's called monkey man. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, sort of a play off of, uh, the, again, the human experience. Um, you know, you know, that movie, uh, planet of the apes, of mm-hmm. course, right. you know that, um, I watched it in its entirety recently and, you know, it's, it's a good movie on its own. It's are, a better movie when you realize that. Uh, are we that talking the modern happen. one or the seventies one? Well, I'm talking the seventies. Okay, one, yeah, but... cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like them both, but yeah, I grew up with the seventies one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I haven't seen the new one, but um, just you know the concept of it. Like, you know, could this actually be happening somewhere? Or you know, you have the realization that oh, it is happening, and we are it. Right. So, yeah. The point I'm getting to here is like, you know, depending, regardless of what you believe about like evolution versus design, it, it doesn't matter. And in many ways, we are sort of these uh, conscious, you know, sentient mammal type beings that are roaming mm. this rock in space. Right. right. And right. I'm also, you know, like always questioning this idea trying to, of, you know, who am I versus who is, you know, my persona or, uh, you know, the ego that I attach to myself. And it's like every day I'm trying to just kill that ego. Right. right. So this new monkey man, uh, EP is going to be sort of a, a narrative about that around that theme. Um, so Planet of the apes meets curious George in the mellow, uh, man in the yellow hat, um, Sweet. as recorded by Bob Dylan, which I just say that because I just, you know, it's like a tribute to Bob Dylan. He's been such an inspiration to me, too, as a lyricist. And Very it's like, cool. yeah. I like to put little Dylan-esque uh, nods into my music. Uh-huh. Cool, man. Cool. Sounds good. Well, um, like I said, we are just loving the album here at KQAL. So, um, uh, well, I really appreciate that. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for creating this stuff. Thank you for being, and thanks for talking to me tonight. You know, this is fantastic. Um, um, when you do put a live show together, maybe we can get you down here in Winona, you know? I would love to come to Winona. Yeah, that is a yeah. beautiful little town. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, well, I'm assu- so, I've, well, I've been saying this the whole time. I'm assuming everything is available on all streaming platforms. I mean, like I said, I'm a Spotify user, so I know it's there, and I know it's on Bandcamp, um, iTunes, stuff like that, right? Yep, it's ev- it's everywhere you can get it. Yep. Cool, cool. And uh, let's see, futurebabble.net is the website. Um, how about merch? Uh, do you have plans for merch coming out as well? Uh, there's merch on the website. Awesome. Sounds good. Got some T-shirts and stuff. Very cool, very cool. Well, um, we're going to go out with one more track here. Uh, we've been talking to Future Babble tonight. Uh, the latest album is called War Child 2.0. Go out, check it out, um, buy it, download it. And, um, yeah, let's let's give this guy lots of love, and uh, let's get you down to Winona at some point. That would be fantastic. Um, it would be my honor. Yeah, thanks so much for talking with me. Um, so this is Prevailing Dimensions of Peace. This is the last track tonight. Um, that's from War Child 2.0 from Future Babble. And um, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks again to... <clears throat> Thanks again to Future Babble for joining us tonight on The Sound. To hear more from Future Babble, go to futurebabble.net, your favorite streaming service, or Bandcamp. For more deep dives into local and regional albums, tune into The Sound every Wednesday night at 6, right here on 89.5 KQL. You can also listen to past episodes of The Sound on your favorite streaming services. Find links at kql.org. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from Future Babble on The Sound. Thanks for listening to The Sound. The Sound is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us online at kql.org. Theme music for The Sound provided by Mike Terrell of Fires of Denmark.